0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Knock that fire down, 19.
0: Copy, Captain. Let's move. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. I want to tell you that guests and owners now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Now, just before we go to uh, John Shannon for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling and pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs, that's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Just before we go to John, and we will have extended open line and text time coming up. Up at one hundred and five today, but you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Money has texted the show to say, Bob, what are the Edmontoners going to do with Stalock roster wise? How is carrying three active goaltenders going to work? I don't have that answer for you at this time, uh, but it's going to be. The Oilers are going to have some time to figure it out here because uh, obviously Alex Staloc is going to need to quarantine. Then he's uh, going to need to uh, get back up and running. And so usually what happens in that situation is you're looking about a three-week window for players coming from the States into Canada, and they end up what's on uh, known as uh, non-roster. In theory, the Oilers' uh, Slater Cuckoo, done for the year, uh, LTIR, means that Edmonton theoretically could get down to as low as seven active defensemen because Bouchard uh, is in a situation, and he is playing tonight, and that's a good thing. I'm happy for that. But uh, Bouchard is uh, waiver-exempt, and so too is uh, Lenstrom who right now is here and is basically the team's number nine defenseman. Uh And Money also asks in that text, Bob, I hope you're doing well, but cut back on the pierogies, eh? Um I'm not a big pierogi guy. I mean, I'm fat, but from other things, but not pierogies. I just want to establish that right now. So let's bring aboard John Shannon for latency.
1: My goodness gracious! You take a lot of
0: abuse on this show, don't you? Oh, uh, some often it's deserved, John. I gotta tell you, like it, yeah. uh, you know what it comes with the territory. I think it's it's kind of uh, uh, money's way of uh, showing the love. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, uh, don't be afraid to cut back on the pierogies. Now, if you were to say chicken wings at Pub uh, 1905, if it's an early game like uh, that, yeah, I can see that. Maybe with a glass of wine or something, or uh, a, a, a beer or a spirited <laughs> beverage that. might might be a little bit more realistic. So there you have.
1: it. <laughs> well, now we now I have a good idea of what your diet is like. So that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, like uh, kind of like Oscar Madison. You know, from. Uh, by the way, were you an Odd Couple fan when you were? Hey, we should we should set the record straight here. You would okay. be. We do we do something with your two appearances a week on the show, and I think our listeners need to be aware of this. You have one rule that you don't want to have happen before you come yeah, on. Yeah, I
1: here. don't. I don't want to know what you're talking about. Right. So I, I, I mean, this is. Uh, I think the best radio, the most entertaining radio, is stuff that uh, comes natural and off the cuff, and you never, you, you know, you never know where we're going to start, and you never know where we're going to end.
0: There you go. So I love the Odd Couple when I when I was younger. <laughs> Did you like that show back in the day?
1: I did. I actually like the TV show better than the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, what I mean. The TV yeah, show. No, right? but the, but the the original movie with Jack lemon and Walter Matthau, and then it was right. uh, Tony Randall and Jack Klugman on television. So, and mm-hmm. uh, and I I like the TV show better so than I, I like the uh, the
0: movie. Do you do you remember the one where uh, Jack Klugman got to do Monday Night Football, and so Tony Randall gave him a. Uh, he, he coached him up for his appearance on Monday Night Football, and he started insulting Howard Cosell, and people were calling into the station, "Get this!" Because only Howard was allowed to be the jerk on the on their show. <laughs> that was right. one those, that one was <laughs> funny, man.
1: Well, the, uh, yeah, it was uh, listen. It was. I'm not sure it would work today, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a uh, it's a, it, you know, in our time as kids, it was a, a fun show to watch for sure.
0: Now, what about all of the family?
1: <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you know, that's the interesting. He's all in the family. Norman Lear, who got uh, honored last night at the Golden Globes, Norman Lear changed changed television with all in the family. And um, because he, he brought to light a lot of people's attitudes, right. rightly or wrongly, um and that—that's a great question. I think we think of ourselves much more open-minded and much more liberal about things like this. But uh, in many ways, you wonder if it—if it would stand up. Would there be outrage at some of the stuff that uh, uh, Carol O'Connor's character Archie Bunker said uh, throughout the show? Because uh, there, there's no question he was a. He was uh, a small R racist, um, and uh, that uh, he he believed in certain things um, that that uh, quite frankly, a lot of people at the time <laughs> did think, right. uh, fairly or unfairly. And uh, but w- I mean, I would like to think it would work just to open people's eyes, which is what Lear- Lear's concept was. But I think that there would be so such outrage that uh, that it probably wouldn't last.
0: I would tend to agree with you on that one. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, we're in this... It's been a fun year in the North Division. The, the Leafs are having a, a, a great year so far. Yep. And that, that was a stellar performance from them on Saturday night. I mean, they locked it down, and the Oilers didn't... You know, what a drop in that yep. game. Like, they had no juice going all night long, especially their top two lines. Agreed?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I thought it was a bit of a reality check for the Oilers because things were, you know, from that trip... East to Ottawa and to Montreal, where where you saw the team starting to gel, and the depth coming into play. I I, I think that the fan base probably thought, okay, we're over the hump, um, and you know we're 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 in the top echelon. It it is it is Toronto and Edmonton, and I I, I think Winnipeg on on that list, um, and those three teams are going to fight for the top three spots. Um, but I I I think that the reality check was, hey, you know what, as good as we've been playing, there is a better team in this division than we are, um, and 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 the Toronto Maple Leafs, rightly or wrongly, uh, are the better team right now. And and when and it's amazing what happens also when you get confidence in your goaltending. They didn't have any confidence in Michael Hutchison. It 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 showed in the Calgary games. Um, uh, but they certainly played well in front of Jack Campbell. Now, it's unfortunate Campbell, from Campbell's perspective, he's not. Uh, he's back hurt again. Um, but you know what? The Toronto Maple Leafs are, are certainly the best team in the division. And the Oilers, they got, hey, listen, the Oilers got spanked. The Oilers got spanked, and and you're going to learn more from losing than you are from winning, and I I hope it was a good learning experience for the Oilers.
0: All right. Do you have it? like, I I wonder whether or not Edmonton's better when Matthews is in, and and I realize, like, Toronto can, you know, they can score, and Matthews is one of the top probably five players in the world right now. But, you know, I think Connor gets more, you know what I'm saying here? Like, they've played the Leafs twice where Matthews hasn't been in the lineup. And to me, the Oilers haven't had the requisite energy
1: and passion needed to uh, be victorious in those games. Well, yeah, I think what you see from the Maple Leafs, too, is that when, when Austin is not there, he's not sucking the air out of the offense. And I I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean, everything just revolves, he's so dynamic, like Connor, he's so dynamic that that, uh, everything revolves around him. So when he's not in the lineup, there are other options. And the other options get their chance in addition to Mitch Marner. Uh, but Zach Hyman's a good hockey player. Uh, I, I do think it was uh, advantageous for the Maple Leafs to have Joe Thornton back in the uh, in the lineup. Um, William Nylander seems to be over his funk, whatever that funk was, uh, having scored three consecutive goals for the organization at one point. You, you know, the, this is a this is a team, in many ways, constructed a little bit like the like the Oilers because there were question marks on their depth in the bottom six, uh, and. And what we're seeing at, at this point is their their bottom six are doing just fine um, as with, when, when their big guys are rolling. And the thing is with the Maple Leafs, the big guys have been rolling every night so far this season. Toronto
0: comes in with a record of 16-4-2. Look at these numbers. Second in goals for, six in goals against, second on power play. Uh, they're seventh in shots against, and they're seventh in the face-offs, and they're eighth in save percentage. So those are some pretty impressive numbers now john do you also like edmonton had won 11 of 13 they'd won five straight games yep you know what uh it it became like toronto gave up zero odd man breaks during the orders had one potential odd man break and the play got broken up and the leaves went right back down the ice and scored that was a spezza just a beauty mm-hmm. but you know what like Were they maybe just due? Like, I had a couple people reach out from, uh, you know, in other centers. Ah, the Oilers were due. They've been playing pretty good of late, and that just happens once in a while. Do you buy that?
1: A little bit. And I particularly buy it uh, a bit more this year, Bob, when you end up with these series. You know, I fully expect the Edmonton Oilers to be a better and a a hungrier team tonight uh, than they were. You know, I I, I haven't done the analysis, but these – uh, the second games of these series, what, what has the losing team done? I mean, I don't think there, there really haven't been that many sweeps. If you take in particular, if you take the early senators out of the mix, um, there haven't been very many, you know, two games or three game sweeps of series. Uh, but what you do see is the team that lost in the first game is in in a much, in much better shape in the second game. Uh, and I think that, I think certainly think we will see that because you, you know, darn well, uh, Uh, The the, the Oilers, that would stew with them uh, on, on Saturday night, and it would stew with them all day yesterday. And the good thing is for them is that they have an opportunity to get right back at it against the team that beat them convincingly on Saturday night.
0: Evan Bouchard draws in tonight. Your thoughts?
1: I mean, I I, I I don't know Dave's rationale for not dressing him, other than you know concern about the the Leafs' offensive firepower. But I think the more you play Evan Bouchard, the better off your team is. At this point, I think he he's is he a number one defenseman? No, he's not. And when I say the more you play him, I said more games. Uh, I I think that he's he's got a bright future. Um, you know, he I love that shot from the point. I think his defense is improving. Jim Playfair has worked really well with him on that. Uh, I I think that when you get an opportunity to, to use a player like him with the pedigree that he has, you're in pretty good shape.
0: Yeah, uh, well, that makes for bad radio, because I completely, 100% agree for you. We're joined right now by John Shannon for uh, Legacy Heating hey, and. By
1: heat. the way, did you see that Irv Cross died today?
0: I did. I actually uh, favorited a tweet that was put out by uh, Brent Musburger. And maybe you could explain to our listeners just how important or Ir- I mean, because it kind of ties back a bit into what we were talking about earlier with uh, yeah. sitcom television as well and and, and openness and, and one of the real trailblazers. Well,
1: well, here's the thing, you know, and and we hear a lot about diversity on television these days. I think we've noticed a lot of diversity on television. Um, But, you know, 40 years ago, CBS had Brent Musburger, Irv Cross, an African-American former defensive back for the Philadelphia Eagles, Phyllis George, uh, and, and Jimmy the Greek. Uh, as their their football panel, and they were the first real football panel. Yes. They were the first real sports panel show in North America, the NFL Today, and, and it was cutting edge. They were the first, the CBS was the first network to have a pregame show for a football game. The NFL Today came on at 12.30 Eastern time, 9.30 Pacific. It was um, awesome. And it was it was the best. It was the best at a time when, you know, the NFL was pure appointment viewing every Sunday, and I, 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 would get up, I would turn the TV on, and I wouldn't move for at least seven or eight hours. You were the, the, the NFL one. today was a big part of that.
0: Uh, what I what I remember with uh, Jimmy the Greek is he couldn't they couldn't actually say what the line was of the games at that time. Now you can't. But back then you couldn't. So the line yeah. would in Ve- the line in Vegas would be like the Eagles by three and a half, and he'd go, "I got a good feel on the Eagles today. I think they're going to
1: win by four, right?" Oh, yeah, know like, no. no, no. And, and I mean, listen, they they were. I mean, this was when, this was when you know network television. There wasn't. This was before ESPN and before TSN, right? Before Sportsnet. This was when uh, these people were television television royalty you know, you know you like we talked earlier about the odd couple and Howard Cosell being on the odd couple I mean how many times you, did you did you get network television sports television people on on sitcoms you didn't see it very often but when it when it did happen it was really big well, um, so I, I, I mean to, to Irv Cross was as I said he was so far ahead of his time and the people that he worked for were so far ahead of their time in trying to create diversity on television wasn't it
0: uh, with Phyllis George that Roger Staubach made the infamous... Comment about uh, uh, having as much sex as Joe Navith Just he had it with only one woman.
1: I believe it was on a on a Saturday on a uh, one of our Sunday afternoon sit down interviews. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I well, I mean, and Phyllis George herself, her her, her daughter Pamela works on uh, she works on CNN uh, and uh, Pamela Brown, and uh, she was she she was married to uh, John Y. Brown, who was the governor of Kentucky.
0: Yes. As opposed to Jane Fonda, who was married to the governor of California for a while, wasn't she? Tom, uh, what was? What was the no,
1: name? he was. He wasn't the governor. He was just a. a he, he was a, a congressman. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. Well, yeah. there you we go. Well, come on, oh. get your politicians and your movie stars correct, will you? I at least got Jane Fonda. I mean, I, I mean, know. Good for you. Good and for later,
0: you. well, I'll get, I, hey, I can work TV back into Jane Fonda. Did she not end up uh, later marrying Ted Turner?
1: She did, and 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 believe it or not, to this day, Ted Dur- Ted Turner will tell you he's he's not very well these days. Ted Turner, who's still alive, will tell you the greatest regret of his life was divorcing Jane Fonda.
0: Well, there you have it. As the man
1: who invented CNN, there you go.
0: As a total aside, we were talking the other night uh, after the game, as we watched uh, Montreal and Winnipeg uh, go out of a pretty good hockey game, by the way. At uh, at nineteen oh five, that's two plugs for you, Bakes today. I hope you appreciate that. We were talking about the smash and the smash was a punch by Donovan Razor Ruddock who is a lefty and he turned his punch because uh, people will, and I don't know how many people in Edmonton are close uh, uh, big time fight fans, uh, but uh, Razor Ruddock uh, fought Kenny Lacusta uh, as yeah. I recall, that was I mean, Kenny Lacusta got a good shot in afterwards in a later fight with George Foreman but Razor Ruddock did pretty well against Kenny Lacusta, he took him down pretty quickly but he was a heavy puncher and he fought Mike Tyson Tyson twice, yep. and I and I, you recall a second fight that Razor uh, broke his jaw in round four and lasted the full twelve rounds, and he perforated uh, Tyson's eardrum in that fight, and it was that. And Tyson said that he was the hardest puncher he ever faced was Donovan razor Ruttick. Yeah,
1: That's, I, uh, uh, I, I, I was, I, I mean, I was a big. F- I was a big fight, fight fan. If that's uh, something to say, uh, but uh, the fact that Razor Ruddock was a good Canadian boy too—that uh, that kept everybody interested.
0: Awesome stuff. Uh, one final one for you. I mean, there's been a little bit, uh, and you know, we always credit the source here. So it was Tom Gazzola who put this out yesterday. Just, and I, I don't have all the details, but ongoing discussions at every level uh, with every league right now. The, the NHL is adding more markets that have got fans, and uh, obviously Edmonton, you know, the Oilers Entertainment Group's been in discussions. I mean, they got the bubble, John. They had the World Juniors here. They've got the WHL team. I was in the facility the other night watching the uh, Oil Kings play uh, Lethbridge. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, ongoing discussions, but this is not something I would think that is imminent in the next few uh, couple weeks, to say the least. Is that fair? I I mean,
1: I I think discussions in all the provinces have been going on. Yeah. and I think you can you can you can probably take a guess of which ones are much more open and liberal with their discussions than others. I don't. I think you're going to probably see a more difficult time in Manitoba and British Columbia uh, than you are in the other three. Uh, but certainly, uh, both the Flames and the Oilers have been in discussion with the government uh, to try to uh, get at least a percentage of, of fans in. I see the, the, the tonight's the first night for fans in Vegas. Uh, The state of Pennsylvania has approved a 15% quota for Pittsburgh and Philadelphia if the city councils in those two towns buy off on it. So it's, uh, it's slowly, slowly coming back, and obviously it's probably easier to do in the United States with 50 million people vaccinated.
0: Uh We have Tony Granato on the show. I lied. I got one more question for you, John. We have Tony Granato on wow. the show, show tomorrow. Uh Another four-point weekend for Dylan Holloway. He's got 11 goals, 33 points in 18 games. To me, that's a sign that he's probably ready to take the next step. Will yeah. he be an option for the Edmonton Oilers come uh, mid to late April or early May in terms of uh, on the left wing, potentially? That's a guy that gets signed and play.
1: Just make sure when you talk to Tony about it, make sure you say after the Frozen Four, okay? So don't, oh, yeah, like, yeah. don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't, like, don't, don't jump the gun and say, well, when you get eliminated, just say after the Frozen Four, when after you win the win Frozen the, Four. Yes, sir, after you know right? yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think the original thought, I think the original thought this year all along was once he finishes the college season, he was going to go to Bakersfield. Yep. Um uh, but when you start looking at the numbers and you start looking at the complete player that this guy has become cuz I think that's part of the story Tony will tell you tomorrow is that how much in a year you know he went there as a 17 year old how much he's grown up and how much of this defensive play of the game has improved Uh, And just his maturation overall. Um, So, I I mean, I think it's an option, but I think the original plan—and I I haven't heard that they were swaying from it—was that he would end up going to Bakersfield first, and then perhaps in the playoffs he becomes a Black Ace or a Taxi Squatter.
0: Awesome stuff, John. Much appreciated. Randy and Brooks says I 100% agree with uh, John Shannon's opinion of NFL today uh, back
1: in the day. That's good. Well, just. Listen. I, I'm going to say this for all the callers out there that are coming after after 105. Be kind to Bob. Bob needs a good, be kind to Bob day, so don't pick on Bob too much.
0: Oh, you're you're such a warm and sensitive fellow, John. Greatly <laughs>
1: appreciate it. That's the first time I've ever heard that in my life. <laughs>
0: certainly, certainly not when you were producing games, that's for oh, sure. Oh, stop it. I was a big
1: uncle about Teddy Bear. Uh, yes, you were.
0: <laughs> Our, you and Mert Stolberger back no, in the day. Is stop, it. A,
1: stop <laughs> it. Stop it. <laughs> awesome stuff, John. I might call in now and rip you. <laughs> Stand in in line.
0: (laughs) All right. That is uh, John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy, Heating and Cooling. We're going to take a quick timeout. I'll get to some of your texts. We'll get to the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown as well. You're listening to Oilers Now.
1: Subscribe
0: to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chat. 56 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now. We'll get to a couple of your texts momentarily, but off to the Oilers Now. Injury Report. It is brought to you daily by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com and a reminder that for every goal scored this season by the Edmonton Oilers, James H. Brown will donate $100 to 630 Cheds Santa's Anonymous. Back at the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan
1: Escott. Okay, uh, Kyle Turris, James Neal, both considered day-to-day, both out tonight. William Leggison on the IR with a wrist injury. Zach Cassie and Slater Cuckoo on the long-term injured reserve. Toronto's starting netminder Frederick Anderson day-to-day with a lower body. Austin Matthews, a bad wrist. Uh, was playing through it before sitting out on Saturday and then Mark Spector tweeting out he does not expect to see him play tonight. Wayne Simmons, a broken wrist. He won't be in and young defenseman Rasmus Anderson has a broken foot now, Bob. He'll be reevaluated in the middle of this month.
0: It's Calgary defenseman Rasmus Anderson broke his foot. Sandy Let's oh, say Rasmus. Anderson Rasmus yeah, yeah. Sande. So, sorry, I wasn't there sure. Go. There you go. Oh, Thanks. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just I was like, "Whoa, okay. Uh look, you can text us at any time at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 960 Uh Fletch from Calgary says Edmonton got a lesson on what you need to be uh to do to be a first-place team. I wonder how many so-called fans fall off the Oilers bandwagon. I think most fans are pretty pragmatic with where they see Edmonton at. They know the Oilers aren't yet a top-five team. I think a lot of fans think the Oilers are headed in the right direction. That's the question I've got for you. I mean, the Oilers got beat 4 nothing. Toronto took it to them. We'll see what happens tonight. You're not going to win every game. Uh, The Oilers just swept Calgary and Vancouver. Give me your thoughts of where the Edmonton Oilers are at right now. 780-496-0063. That's our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline and our Ashley Fine Floor's text line at 1258 in Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and then we'll come back to you on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.